0: in this fight, all right. Text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to seven eight five eight three three. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers seven eight five eight three three. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, *The Boar's Nest*. Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Welcome to episode 253. I just drove in. We drove six hours to get back here today. So we're going to start uh, with the five uh, pieces of music you need to know. That's why we do this on Friday. That's why I had to get back tonight. We drove from Arkansas back to Nashville. went to look at a little cabin up there. I think we found one, which is nice. Nice. Yeah. Kind of in a part of of the state where I used to be a dishwasher, so kind of full circle. Same, like a mile from where I used to wash dishes. One of my first jobs. So we did that today. Um listened to a bunch of music on the way back, listened to a lot of podcasts. We kinda did the Bear Brook. You, you hear that one, Bear Brook? No. The Bear Brook podcast is about a town called Bear Brook, where there are some bodies found and some uh, like barrels for and they didn't even they couldn't find the killer because they didn't even know who the bodies were. What? They just found four human bodies. But eventually you kinda hear and then it ends all of a sudden. I thought it ended way too quick, but they don't have a killer. I don't think I'm spoiling it here. And then we've been catching up with the updates. But they do have the killer. You'll have to hear it. Okay. But it's pretty interesting. I'm not a big crime podcast guy, but if you're listening to this, you obviously listen to podcasts. You know, another one I'm listening to, before we get into the the five pieces of music you need to know, is the presidential one. Mm -hmm. It is called Presidential, and the woman who... I think she works for the Washington Post. She did this podcast, I think, four years ago, but it doesn't really matter because it doesn't matter how current it is. She starts with President One, which is George Washington, and does anywhere from 30 to 50 minutes on each president. And it's how they grew up, what they wanted to do in office, what did they do, what did they do after office. You know, one of the presidents went back and served in Congress for 16 years or 18 years after he was a president. So for me, I kind of nerd out about that, but I, I tweeted her, I said, hey, I enjoy this podcast. She's like, oh, thanks, that's crazy. And then I said, hey, you should come on our podcast at some point. We'll just talk to you. And so maybe next week or the week after that, Cool. we'll get her on. But she has a few podcasts. But no, oh, pretty pumped about that. I listened to another one today in the car on the long drive called Conspiracy Theory. Now, there are a lot of podcasts called Conspiracy mm-hmm. Theory because I looked it up. But the one, it's, the, it's called Conspiracy Theories. And it's kind of got a yellow or an orange. I'm colorblind. What color is that? It's yellow. Okay, it's a yellow cover. It says conspiracy theories. It's on ParkCast Network. And the first, they're all two pieces. The first one is kind of the history. Like I listened to one about Hitler and where he came from, how he turned into the monster that he ended up being. But then the second one, they go through the conspiracies like, Did he actually not die in the bunker like a lot of people think? Mm. And then they go, and they're not conspiracy theorists at all. So they take the data and then they raid it. You know, "Ah, we'd give this one a two out of 10 or a seven Mm -hmm. out of 10.
1: Uh
0: oh. Yeah, pretty wild. And so there were some crazy ones about Hitler. One was aliens. One was, you have to hear it if you want to hear that one. (laughs) That he was an alien? That he had help. Uh oh. I don't want to spoil it but they didn't okay. give it, they didn't give that one that many stars. <laughs> Is that but, like a 1. <laughs> uh, so there's that one. I listened to one on St- uh Shakespeare today. Okay. Where they don't think Shakespeare wrote all of his plays. Oh. Cuz he was kind of he didn't have a, a great education. They they go through who they think wrote them. Was it this guy was it this guy was it a group of people that he stole it from them or they just like it was common first of all back then there were no copyright laws. Oh. So Even if it was, even if it was William Shakespeare, the guy that we know it as, people did that all the time. They took other people's work and then just did a little stuff around it and changed it. But there are a couple scenarios where they go, you know, this person needed to fake his own death because he got caught being a spy and he may have used someone's name who was an actor. And William Shakespeare, as we know him, was just a dumb actor, they think. Now, we're talking about 1500s. So, but it's interesting. I don't want to tell you what they think, but I listened to that one. I want to check that one out. Two parts, and I listened to Abraham Lincoln, his assassination, and you know, by now we've heard a lot of the Lincoln stories about how he got into office. You know, his whole team was rivals; they all hated each other. But you know, he put together a team to win. Like he ran, and Republicans then through Lincoln had a lot of the same sensibilities as Democrats do now. A lot of the parties have changed around, or you know. but he but he ran with a Democrat. He was a Republican who ran with a Democrat. They ran on a unity ticket, Andrew Johnson, and they hated each other. But he was a very pragmatic guy in that he was like, listen, let's represent. Fo-. His first election, he barely won the first election. He only won 40% of the vote, but four people ran at the same time. Mm. And he had the most because it was 40%. So most people didn't like him. When he, he was never popular. Even when he died, he was never popular. It was only after he died that he became popular. It' wild. The Lincoln stuff's crazy. And then they figure out who they think was behind Did uh, Abraham Lincoln. Was it Andrew Johnson, who was vice president and hated him? Was it his so-and-so? Did John Wilkes Booth fake his own death? Did John? The, uh, this podcast is not on our network. Mm-hmm. I have no affiliation <laughs> with them whatsoever. But I've been driving over the past two days. I've drove, uh, driven 13 hours and so I've had a lot of time to digest podcasts. And then Caitlin has one that she loves called uh, The Morning Toast. Mm. Take a bite out of your morning, <laughs> something like that. And so podcasts are game changers for long drives. So that's what we've been doing, uh, driving, and I thought I'd recommend a few of those podcasts. What are, what are you doing today?
1: i was just hanging out today, listening to some new music. Anything good? On your list? Um, On my list, one of my favorite punk bands put out a new album. They haven't put it out in six years. I've listened to that pretty much. What's their name? Lawrence Arms. So a popular punk
0: band like Lawrence's Arms. Lawrence Arms. Lawrence Arms. Lawrence. Lawrence Arms. Yes. How how many Instagram followers does a popular punk band like
1: Lawrence... I don't know how many they have. Maybe as many as... like. A little more than I would have. Let's see, how do you spell it? L.A. Lawrence. Lawrence. The Lawrence Arms. They have, oh, 15,000. Okay. I just wonder about these punk bands I've never heard of and the followings that they
0: have. Can they go to any major city and play a decent-sized club?
1: Yeah, like here, they would probably play a place called Marathon Music Works and sell that out. They could
0: sell that out? Yeah. Because Marathon will hold over 2,000. They could sell that place out. Play me some of this. Okay, I'll
1: pull it out. I didn't put it then, on the actual list. And then I'll go through,
0: well, look at you, not being biased. <laughs> and then I'll go through the five uh, pieces of new music you need to know or something. We're just still working on what this is about. We'll talk to Creed Bratton from The Office coming up in a second, who played Creed Bratton, and a talk with Keb Moe, who's a really great blues artist. Thought it'd be cool to talk to him for a few minutes. Maybe give you something you can check out if you haven't checked it out.
1: This is them.
0: Okay, here's La- Lawrence Arms. Yep. It was ninth grade, <laughs> and we went to class. We held hands, but we went too fast. Sleep. Flash of lightning
1: yeah, pretty good. Hearts. And there's a bit of production. It sounds like they got in a real studio. Yeah, they went out to like some remote studio in Texas and recorded it. Turn that up a little more. <laughs>
0: Sometimes you'll bring in these people, or it sounds like they just went into a shed that was being so- no. sold at lows. This
1: actually has some really good production on it.
0: Yeah. No, I yeah it does. Sounds good. All right, all right. Um, we're just giving them a little plug here. Their name is
1: Lawrence <laughs> Arms. Arms. What does that mean? It's like the name of the apartment that they lived in growing up. Mm. The Lawrence Arms. Uh, all right. Let's
0: do five songs, and we'll do some music news too before we get into these interviews. Uh, Number five, Cam has a new song called Classic. Big change for Cam, Mm -hmm. she changed labels. Not sure what happened, I don't know if her other label dropped her or, or if she said, hey, can I get out of this? I don't like the direction we're going and they because if you do that, that's, that's always tough to get out. It usually costs a lot of money. You know, we had to, I say we, I, I had to get out of my record deal when Eddie and I were um, at,
1: at, not Broken Bow. Black River? Black River.
0: Yeah, because I didn't want to put out albums. I wanted to put out just comedy singles. And there's no money for them to make with comedy singles because they're not selling anything. They're streaming one song. And, I, and so I had to go and I had to pay to get out of it. And that would be nothing compared to if you're an artist now. Mm. I say now, it wasn't that long ago. But I had to buy like three songs and get out of it, and it cost me a little bit of money. But I don't know what happened with Cam. I just know she's on a a new label. So it's been a while since we've seen her. She had a baby. Mm -hmm. I've seen her a couple times, but she hasn't been around a whole lot. I don't know if she's been in Nashville or in California or where, but uh, good to see her back. Number four, A Thousand Horses, has a new song now called A Song to Remember.
2: I need a song to remember.
0: Alright. I like those guys. We did a bobbycast with a Mike.
1: Michael Hobby, yeah. Yeah, just
0: look back a few episodes. Really good. He's we won't say who, we'll make you go check it out, but he's related to another famous lead singer in a rock band. Mm-hmm. Someone that I loved. And I geeked out when they came into the studio. I've only ever met him once, but you can check that out on the Michael Hobby uh bobbycast. And number three, the guys from Lanco, they have a new song out called Save Me. Really like those guys, too. There's a good uh, one of these, an hour we along with Brandon, the lead singer. I think... Brandon and I had met a few times then, but... We stayed after, if you go back and listen to it, Brandon Lancaster. We stayed after hung out, and then we kind of became buds, to the point where we did Charlie Worsham's show together, because he does something every Friday for a while during, maybe fall. And we did a 90s throwback, where I think I went and did Alan Jackson, he did Travis Trip, we stayed and hung out there. He play, they played the Million Dollar Show. He came out and played, Because I was going to be your forever, and you were going to be. And so, uh, yeah, good dude, good band. They have a song out called Save Me. At number two, the Chicks put out their new album called Gaslighter. It's their fifth album, their first in 14 years. Here's a new song called Sleep at Night.
2: how do you sleep at night.
0: You know, I tweeted about them yesterday. I said, for as much as people complain about the chicks not getting on the radio, I've invited them on the show multiple times, even recently, through the label, through Twitter. I've played their new stuff. Just apparently they don't want to. It's not me not offering, or it's not me not being a fan. I think we've talked about it here on this, too. Mm-hmm. I've played them on the radio show. i play the old stuff on the radio show, the new stuff. I just like them. But the weird thing is, they will talk about how they're not getting respect, or they won't get play, and I'm like... Come on, come over. You're saying nobody wants to hang out with you. This, this must be how people uh, in my personal life were with me for years. You're, <laughs> you're like, you're saying you're alone, but we're inviting you to come out. And I would be like, eh, I just don't want to go out. But then the next day, would be like, nobody ever invites me anywhere. <laughs> That's me and the Dixie Chicks right now. I literally have the biggest country music radio show in the history of the format. A show that has broken artists' careers. They don't need that. But my point is, we have a lot of people to listen. And I'm not going to be able to take a song that day and take it to number one, but maybe some program directors here, maybe some visitors, maybe some listeners, who knows? It doesn't hurt to have millions of people hear you. I'm just a fan. I was. Uh, I even did some interviews about them. Well, the Wall Street Journal was like, hey, would you mind talking about the chicks? At first, it was the Dixie Chicks before their name changed. I was like, sure, I'd love to. I spent an hour talking about the Dixie Chicks. They used mm, three lines. <laughs> I, I, I talked to the girl that does the PR, and I was like, man, I did an hour and they used three lines. She goes, it'd just be like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they have a record out. I haven't heard it all. I, I should have listened to it during the road trip. I really like the chicks. Number one is Keith Urban. He dropped a new song. It's called Superman. It's his 11th studio album, The Speed of Now, Part 1. It's set for release. This is September 18th. Is that still true or is it August? I believe it was
1: September. The I'll tell you why
0: time. I say that. I was just at his house. And I would only say this on this show. I wouldn't say it on the radio show because I don't want people thinking I think I'm cool. But in the music world, I'm a bit of a nerd. So me and other music nerds bond over that. And Keith Urban and I are friends a bit outside of the country music world. So I just went to his house two days ago. I'll tell you that story in a second. But this is a song called Superman. Go ahead. Number one. Yeah, video. I've seen a teaser for it. You know, you have to get creative in quarantine, and instead of just him doing something in his house, they did a flip book Mm -hmm. of him playing. It's pretty cool. Oh, colorful? Yeah, I don't know if the video's out, video video's out, but I saw a clip of it on Twitter. That's out, yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe the album's out September 18th. There's another thing of his coming out in August. Okay, yeah, album is September. He's hosting the ACMs, which now he's hosting with nobody there because they're not doing the Mm -hmm. ACMs with people. But they are doing it, and, and I think I'm going to be involved from three different locations. They're going to do the Opry House, they're going to do the Ryman, and they're going to do the Bluebird. I'm not sure which one Keith's going to be at, but I think, I'll, I think I'm going to be at one of them, unless for some reason they kick me off the show. Or now it's getting so close to the CMAs, because that's in November, and if you do one in Octo- September October, and then you do one in November, sometimes they get awfully touchy about if you do one show, you can't, not the artists, but the folks that are on the show. Because I've been up, I've been in discussions, because I was going to host CMA Fest this year. My first year to host one of these big shows, and then uh, Corona got it. But they were like, if you do that, you don't need to go on the ACMs. Two different networks, you know. Uh, That's my number one song. Keith I'm been dropping that new song. So I guess Keith called me four or five days ago. He's like, hey, what's up? Are you taking uh, Corona seriously? And I was like, duh. (laughs) Unless... I have to see you. I don't see you right now. And he's like, great, me too. He said, I got new music, got the whole record done. Come over. I want to play it for you. Now, I don't like doing that and I don't do that except with Keith who I think I've done it with three times at this point. But here's what he does. The only reason I do this is because he makes the environment comfortable for me because first of all, corona wise, he was like, hey, I won't even touch you. Like I know where to go to his house. So drove. I know how to get to his house. I know where to walk to, this, to his place and we do the deal. Um, but he stayed like 10 feet away and I knew a door to go in and he had sanitizer by the door. He's also a germaphobe like myself. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, I know you don't want to sit anywhere close to this. So he put a, a chair in the back of his studio and I sat in the chair. He sat at the big board, you know, where you do the little flips and knobs and we listened to a bunch of songs. Now, I don't like, do I like to listen to songs, but I don't like listen to songs in front of people because basically all they're doing is watching you nod your head. Be like, mm. And even if it sucks, you got to be like, oh yeah. It's just a weird thing to, have someone watch you listen to their song. Mm-hmm. Like that's awkward. It's awkward like when someone pulls up their phone and goes, Watch this YouTube video. It's hilarious.
1: And you watch it. And you
0: watch it and you're like, It's fine.
1: <laughs> I know you didn't get it. You didn't laugh.
0: <laughs> like it's okay. And maybe I would have liked it without all the pressure. Being told it's great and then having you watch me watch it's that kind of feeling. But what he does is he turns around and looks at the board as I'm listening to it. So I don't have to do anything with my head or face. So I listen to it, and some of them I'm like, oh, that's cool. Who'd you write that with? Or who wrote that? There's one song he wrote with uh, Jaron from Cadillac 3, mm-hmm. who we just did one of these with. Uh, freaking great. And so I text Jaron, and I was like, dude, this is a jam. And he's like, tell going to put that on the radio. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, Keith's a good guy. It's, you know, why I like Keith is that he, man, he pushes the limits on fusion of different sounds and music. I mean, he is he can hear something and just rip, just play it, play it, play it, play it. So uh, pretty cool. But that's my number one song. Check it out. Keith Urban's got a new song called Superman and uh, new music out today. No Clips from Tucker Bethard. Got a new song out called Faithful. Rustin Kelly has a new song called Pressure. Chris Tomlin has a new song featuring Brett Young and Cassidy Pope called Be the Moon. Laurie McKenna, Balladeer. And Brent Cobb has a new song called Keep them on they toes. I
1: mm-hmm.
0: wonder what that conversation's like. All right, do we spell it right? <laughs> do we put it, keep it on their toes or they toes?
1: They toes.
0: Ah, uh, so there you go. Do we want to take a quick break before we do music news, or just do it now?
1: Uh, yeah, do a quick break. Okay.
0: This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Takovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Takovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots. Um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition. Timeless style, always on trend. And Tecova's has first-wear comfort. Little to no break-in period. Like, it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct-to-consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, and the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tecova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the
3: smell of staff? I don't know. I'm sure they smell good there.
0: Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com.
3: T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, Audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new, this shirt saves lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. All right, in music news, the Beatles and BTS are the only groups to sell more than a million albums so far this year. Crazy that it's the Beatles, though, right, still? Yeah. I get the BTS, folks. They're the biggest thing in freaking Korea. And in the States, they're big, too. Mm -hmm. But on on Twitter, when that thing gets 10,000 retweets, it's a lot of of, uh, South Korea. Uh, the Korean pop group's new album, Map the Soul 7, is the best-selling physical album of the year and the only one to sell over 500,000 copies in the United States, which is massive. You know, maybe I'm not giving them enough United States credit because they are loved. They are loved and beloved, and I don't know what they're saying. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I hear something. But a little bit. They're stuff catchy as crap, though. Yeah. And, uh, they, and
1: they rap sometimes.
0: Well, there's one of... Yeah, they, they just raps. Yeah, just a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more than doubling the sales of runner-up Kenny Chesney. Map to Soul 7 is the ninth biggest overall album of the year. Uh, BTS, a lot of of things, a lot of things. Only one of the group has managed to sell one million album units in the United States, and it's the Beatles. We're talking about 50 years after their breakup. They're still the biggest rock band of 2020. It says shifting 1.094 million album equivalent units through the first six months of the year. You know what I was reading about? We just talked about this a few weeks ago. They're gonna stop counting album sales with bundles, mm. ticket bundles. Because, so, like Chesney did that. Yeah. You you buy a concert ticket, you get an album. They then they what they do is they put a tour on sale the week the album comes out, and let's say they sell hundred thousand tickets. Well, that's hundred thousand albums, full albums too. And people aren't really buying albums. Like you get it with the ticket, and it was manipulating the reality of what people were going to do. So they, they finally shut that down. Uh, let's see, remember Trapped? You play me a little headstrong. This
4: sounds
0: headstrong hard. It was a big pop song. It's mm-hmm. as a, as a rock song first, don't get me wrong, but it got so big in rock that it crossed over to pop. Maybe the second or third hardest song that crossed over, Papa Roach, Last Resort was always to me, when it first went to pop, I was like, are you kidding me? This thing is hard. Uh, but according to Nielsen SoundScan, only 600 copies of Trap's album were sold in its release. You know, how could they sell so few? Well, uh, it was all the rollout was a mess, the album release was a mess. By the way, they're claiming they sold 4,000, but we're looking at the actual Nielsen here. Uh, no proper promotional cycle. So, you know, but that's for everybody right now. Yeah. I was talking to Brad Eldridge recently, and he was like, man, I just sat at home the whole time. Everybody feels like they need to be back in Nashville to promote their records, but he's like, I could have did it anywhere. Because he just sat, he lives in Nashville, but he's like, I could have been anywhere and did my, done my album tour. Um, so, uh, and then July 3rd date, when they released it, it was released on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, it, it was a July 3rd release date of the album, but it came out on uh, June 9th. Whatever, they're different dates. The things came out. It was all just messed up. Give him a break. Do they have another good song about that? No. No. Yeah. Maroon 5 bassist Mickey Madden is taking a leave of absence after being arrested for domestic violence. Quote, I have some things I need to deal with and address right now, so I've decided to take a leave of absence from Maroon 5. You know, as long as Adam Levine is in the band, you wouldn't know the difference.
1: I can't really name another member of Maroon 5.
0: <laughs> now just one. Mickey Madden. But yeah, they have to be so pumped that Adam Levine still wants to be in the band. You know? Rapper Logic announces retirement and final album. I was looking at him on Twitter today, almost baby, baby and his wife, and he's like, I'm out. Yesterday, the rapper revealed he'd be retiring after the release of No Pressure, saying it's been a great decade, now it's time to be a great father. His sixth and final studio album is out next week, July 24th. It's a... Listen, he's not retired. He may quit for a bit, but he's not retired. A real retirement doesn't come right before an album comes out. (laughs) Because that's great promotional fodder. We're talking about it. I like Logic. Logic is married to fashion designer Brittany Noel. They have a son. That was that song, right? The 1-800. They they titled it Suicide Mm Outline. Yeah. I like that guy. And anybody Eminem will do a track with, Eminem must think is good. And so Eminem did a, uh, a song with him, didn't he?
1: On his last one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so cool.
0: Alanis Morissette didn't even want Ironic on Jagged Little Pill. Man, this song, I remember where I was for a year for this song. This song was a... I don't know if it was their biggest hit, like, in everybody else's mind. And I'll... Read just some stuff here about her and this, but holy crap was this song man this whole album was massive. Ironic. It's your biggest streaming, yeah. Is it? Yep. By <laughs> long shot. Really? Yeah. Ironic, one of the biggest hits. But if it were up to her, we may have never heard it. She says, quote, I didn't want to put it on the record. And I remember a lot of people saying, please, please, please. So I said, okay. It wasn't that precious about it. And I came to realize later that perhaps I should have been. By the way, they're not all actually ironic, and I'm not the guy who hates on this because I think it's great. Works for me. I'm not so smart. I was like, that's not what the <laughs> word ironic means. Now, literally, if you wrote a song called Literally and it wasn't about literally, i will probably get you with that, but they point out that they're all not ironic. They're just, uh, what, unfortunate?
1: Yeah, but isn't that ironic in itself? That there's a
0: song called Ironic, Is not about ironic? irony? That all the, Yeah, whatever, who cares? <laughs> Uh, soundtrack of Hamilton jumps to number two thanks to Disney Plus. I was asking Mike because you watched this. Yeah, I saw it live. The struggle for me was I didn't know it was gonna be all rapping, mm-hmm. so I was kept waiting for them to talk and to catch up on everything I didn't understand. They never do. Once I kind of like, figured out what was going on, I got in the most. So just know they're rapping the whole time. Whole time. I think if I watch it like that now, I will enjoy it more. I don't have Disney Plus, but this could get me over to it if I do decide to watch it. What's that cost a month?
1: Uh, I think it's like $7.99 a month. Mm. Will I watch anything else over there, though? I don't feel like... Well, the Net Geo stuff's on there. True. You can watch yourself. Well, maybe.
0: My show's supposed to start... We're supposed to start taping next week. That got delayed. First episode. Now it's three weeks, and I hope we still get to do it. I'm gonna go and do some female wrestling. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: There's a a girl who I'm wrestling with. Her name's Frost. And then the whole let me set this up. The whole idea of the show that we came up with was about people that come from backgrounds like mine that also have interesting jobs like me. And then I go and do their job with them a little bit. And she's that female wrestler. And right now we're we're in wrestling wardrobe. We're doing wardrobe. And they called. They were like, "Hey, we need you to be a villain. You're gonna be your tag team partner." Her name's Frost. I said, "Okay." And I thought, well. We can do Brain Freeze. I'll be the brain. Bobby the Brain. Mm-hmm. But there's Bobby the Brain Heenan. But I thought Brain Freeze would be a funny tag team.
1: That's pretty good.
0: And then I was like, well, how about Frostbite? And so now I'm Bobby the Biter. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently i just going to bite people. But I have to go. I'm going to California to, uh, to do this. But our goal is to have the show on by January, which is quick. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're going to be done shooting it when it goes on. But now they're in kind of a speed uh, speed Hustle because they got to get some content on because nobody's been shooting anything. Yeah, But yeah, if Nat Geo's on Disney+, i on for sure we'll probably need to get <laughs> that. Uh, but Hamilton's number two now. The original Broadway cast recording of Hamilton, an American musical, surges to a new peak of number two on Billboard. The album is basking in the glow of the July 3rd, 3rd Disney streaming premiere.
1: What was number one? It was another rapper. Hmm. Little Baby? One of the babies or the small baby, little, little yeah. baby, 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 baby. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you liked Hamilton, huh? I thought it was really good. You li- uh, let me rephrase you liked it watching it on Disney Plus. Yeah, it was st- I just wondered how it would translate,
1: you know? Yeah, I mean, it feels like watching a movie, you can kind of follow along pretty well. I kind of wish I would have put the subtitles on so I could have caught everything. Yeah, that's what I was gonna mention earlier. I may re watch it again with the subtitles over two hours. You know, I hate two hour movies. Yeah, it's like 246. <laughs> <laughs> Have you talked on your
0: podcast about the Charlize Theron movie? I haven't yet. Are you gonna watch it? I've already watched it. Yeah. So on my Netflix, that pops up, and I was like, "You got to watch this." It's pretty. If you like action
1: movies, you'll like that. Is it good for a Netflix movie or a good movie? There's a difference. It's a really good Netflix movie. If it was in theaters, I would have thought it was okay. Because we're closing the gap, though. Netflix is getting closer. Mm -hmm. I'd say this is as close as they've got in a while.
0: What's the best Netflix movie? Period. Is it Bird Box? Bird Box.
1: Yeah. That was the best one. Did you
0: watch the Will Smith one where he's with the aliens? Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. Really? Yeah. And that was, was like the first one they spent like a lot of money on. Yeah. And I think they're gonna make a part two, but yeah, that was very good.
0: Did you watch the David Spade one that's doing well on The Wrong Netflix? Missy?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I mean it's very dumb. It's like kind of Adam Sandler esque, but for a comedy on Netflix, pretty good. I watched the last American crime, the
0: last great American crime. Mm-hmm. Because it was rated the worst movie on Netflix, yeah. period, which is why I, we did a stupid bet on the show. <laughs> the movie's two hours and 40 minutes long. Ugh. And I watched it. And you know what? It got 0% for a long time, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. I split it up in two parts. I think maybe because my expectations were so low.
1: You found things inside of it. I just
0: enjoy it. But I really love the concept, meaning at this certain time, the government, they're shutting off crime because everybody's got some, a little chip implanted in them. Mm-hmm. And So what they're trying to do is commit a crime real quick before the government. But I like that the government's got control of us. I like that stuff, I like the end of the world, I like you know, uh, what would you do if the world ended, how would you survive? So uh, if our world ended, I'm going to my cabin, we just found, if I get it.
1: Go back. I'm out, I'm going back.
0: What's, uh, what's on your podcast this week?
1: Uh, this week I have underrated Disney songs, and then next week I have an interview with an actor from the movie Twister. Who? Uh, Sean Whalen. Is he one of your favorite actors? Uh, he's one of my favorite movies, and he's been in a lot of stuff. So I talked to him about all the big movies he was in in the '90s. Like a guy like Sean Whalen, who I don't know who he is. I'm sure. What if I saw his face? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't recognize his face. Is he easy to get as a guest? Pretty easy. Yeah. Did you just message him on Instagram? Instagram. Yeah, that's cool. Instagram, and I was like, hey, I got a podcast. Um, I love your movie. You want to be on it? And he's like, yeah, sure. Was he cool to talk to? It was really cool to talk to. Like all the behind-the-scenes stuff of that movie, and he like told me about stuff in the '90s, like Tom Hanks. He was in that thing you do. Was he one of, one of the guys? He had a small part in it, mm-hmm. but he got to like audition in front of Tom Hanks. I'll say this. I,
0: In my final music piece, I because I don't care, I'll drop names of my friends on this show. I don't worry about people judging me on this show, this podcast, more than I do the radio show. Because if you're here, you like music. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dan from Dan and Shay, uh, him and Abby came over, and we had dinner a week or so ago. We did it outside, so because they're like us. We don't want to get close to anybody, but you can have an outside dinner and not... We ordered food in, no Corona dinner. And then uh, he was like, You want to hear the new song? I'm not going to say the name of the song or anything. It's really good. Yeah, it was so good that I texted him. I was like, Wow, I hate it. But he didn't maybe listen in front of him Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't have. But they have a new song soon that's really good. But all their crap's good now. Danish didn't put out a song Mm -hmm. now that's not monster, but it's, yeah, it's like next level good. What reminded me was, I just got a message from him. Um, But. That's up. that's it. I can't wait for this Creed interview. I loved it. I was glad he had a music projects. So we could put him in this podcast. We were the last one. of He, d- he was doing interviews that day, but he was, we were the last ones. So we got to talk to him a little longer than everybody else did. But that's pretty cool. Uh, check out...
1: Hmm. whose
0: podcast? Check out Velvet's Edge podcast. I think that'd be a good one for you. I think right now I was seeing, she was talking about is it okay to be in your 30s and not be married? Because she's not. I think mm-hmm. she was having a little breakdown. Well, yeah, Looked a little emotional. But if that's your jam, check it out. It's called Velvet's Edge with Kelly Henderson. Lovely podcast. All right, anything else? That's it. I need to promote anything? Rock it. I've been driving forever. I'm a little loopy. <laughs> We're a little late putting this up. But enjoy. Well, I'll take a little break. Come back with Creed from The Office. festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert Takovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring You're talking about men's boots women's boots um apparel hats bags and more all Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition timeless style always on trend and Takovas has first wear comfort little to no break-in period like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Dot com.
0: Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room.
3: Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about the incredible work that's being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and to ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. Families do not have to worry about a thing. Treatment is covered. Travel, housing, food. And when you're a family that's going through this, like imagine you're a parent, your kid gets cancer. You need to focus on that child. You don't need to be worrying about other things and financial stuff can get really stressful. St. Jude covers it. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment. And when you sign up for just $19 a month, you're going to get the new This Shirt Saves Lives tee. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785 833 That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833.
0: Hey, Creed.
4: Hey. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I've got almonds in my mouth. Hang on real
0: quick. Take take a minute. Chew it up.
4: Are we on yet?
0: Yeah, we're on. Well, we're recording this for Friday when the record comes out.
4: Oh,
0: excellent. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Listen, I've done many of these long press tours uh, as the interviewees, so eat your almonds. we we'll, we're happy to wait for a second.
4: Oh no, no, I was just starving and uh, had to get some food to me. I'm ready for you, Bobby.
0: Is this the, the, the last one of the day for you?
4: It is. So I can spend longer if you
0: want. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say first off, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I uh you know, obviously watch the office from, from the beginning to end. And the very final song, which I don't think a lot of people realize that that is played on the entire series, is your song. I'm gonna actually play some of this yep. real quick before we get to the new record.
4: And all the faces that I know have that. Same
0: so you're you're sitting in the office, you're playing it. How do you get them to play an original Creed Bratton song on the finale of the show?
4: My version? I could hardly even hear
0: it. It, it was your version. It was, uh that version there was from you playing it acoustic like on YouTube more than it was for, but that's oh, the song, yeah. Oh,
4: that's what that's like. that is the song. Um, well um we were in the, the in the finale the, uh, the the ninth season. Um uh, Dave uh, I think I've been doing talking about my producer, Dave Way like Greg Daniels invited me to the office and he he tried to talk to all the actors saying how do you think your your character should leave the leave the show? And I told him that I'd written the song right after I left the grassroots called All the Faces. I told him I thought it was one of my personal most spiritual songs about meeting people that you you've known in other lives that they're kindred spirits and you recognize them right away. You feel comfortable with them, and that's what the song is about. And I should be at uh, know, what's the what's the name of the bar? In, Scranton that we always had on there. Oh, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, it was the bar that we'd always go to after the show, uh, on the show, on the Scranton show. And the, the cast would walk through. I'd sit in the bar singing the song, and we'd see their faces, all the faces. So he gave me the opportunity. So he, great. Daniels heard the song, enjoyed it, and decided to put have me sing it in the finale. And that, I mean, my God, Bobby, that just opened up my my musical career big time again. It allows me to be here, allows me to still cut albums, and to have a fan base, not just because of the office, but because of of the music. So it was win-win in every aspect.
0: And that's how I knew that you were also a a professional musician, and that's how I tracked back the grassroots stuff. And, you know, when you were playing with the grassroots, you were singing, you were playing, you were writing, and that was back in the 60s. And so I was thinking... Like when you started off your career, was it hey I want to be a musician or hey I want to be an actor in comedy? What was it? What was like sixteen year old Creed Bratton wanted to do?
4: Sixteen or Creed Bratton uh, had always played music. As I can remember I played trumpet for years and years. By uh, thirteen, I started learning guitar. My grandparents had a semi professional band called the Happy Timers. My mother played mandolin. I didn't know my my dad, but my stepdad played the drums. So we had we had a family band. I played, I, I'm played. 77, so 60 years ago, when I was 17, I started working professionally up at this place called Bass Lake in a band called the Torquay's. So I've been doing this obviously for a long, long time. Uh, I know. Was, I never thought that I, it was something that you know, I could make a living at. I just loved playing music. When I started acting, it was because I just found I gravitated toward it. I loved be up on stage. I love this, this fear, the fear, conquering the fear. That the strength of you get get from uh, being good at something and be able to deliver it. Because uh, it's a lot. There's a lot of pressure, you know, be on stage. And when you learn to get comfortable with that, you you can handle a lot of stuff, and a lot of situations. And that's, that's been a good growth mechanism for me.
0: And we'll get back to some of the office stuff later, but I was listening to some of the new stuff here. Uh, the new album, which when this airs, it will be out today. So it is out today. It is your ninth record. Uh, I'm going to play some of the first yep. single here. This is Chu Toad. Here you go. All right. My little Can you hear that, Creed? Yep. Okay, let's okay.
4: play a little more. All right. Oh, my little Chancho Toad.
0: What in the, what's a uh, Chan Chu Toad Creed?
4: Chan Chu Toad is a Feng Shui uh, statue people put in the in their home. Chinese in origin. It's a three-legged toad with red eyes. It has a uh, the constellation of the Big Dipper down its back. It has a coin in its mouth, and it's there to uh, protect your money from leaving the house, and also to draw money into your home, Uh, based on a a god, a a god of immortality. His wife steals his collector of immortality, and for her punishment, she's thrown down into a well. And when somebody finds her, he releases her, and then she comes out. And in my song, he's a beautiful oriental woman that I'm dating, (laughs) but she's still still a frog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe she's a French, or I don't know, I'm not really sure about that. But it's Creed. It's Creed. Go figure what
0: he's talking about. Here is another song called The Ride. Check us out. Side by side
4: We'll be Side by side, side, by
0: side to the ride This song's a little more my vibe. Like, I can actually understand this one and feel this one a little bit. Tell me about this one. Uh,
4: this is, uh... This is one I did with uh, uh, the Echoes in the Canyon band. I had played, I had uh, written lyrics for the office theme, which I did in all my live shows. Start at the top with Michael Scott, played by Steve Carell and and Ray Wilson, and he played Shrew, blah, blah, blah. So I recorded. Fans loved it. It's on the YouTube version of that. Uh, I went, I recorded with uh, Dave Wayne, Dylan O'Brien, and, uh, and NBC says, no, we, we don't want you to do this." And, and there was, they have the reasons because there's everybody in the world is mentioned on that. We probably have to get permission from everybody. So I tried to write new lyrics to the track. That didn't work out, but the new lyrics grew me into said, "Oh, you know what? Let's just cut another complete another track." And so then I started, this is this been a year uh, over a year recording this album. Uh, when I could tour, I played the song live acoustically. The audience of Bobby would, would just instantly go side-by. The whole, you know, it was like I was a big hit already. They, they, they were singing along, and they loved the song. So I, I called Dave from the road and said, you know what? The ride is so catchy. The people really pick up on it. It's so hooky. They get it right away. So that, that's the story behind that, and I'm thrilled the way it turned out.
0: New record's out today. Everybody check it out. You've, yep. heard, you've heard three originals uh, that we've played here, and you may not have known that the final song in the office was actually uh, an original Creed Bratton song. You know, when that show, when it ended, were you more famous as far as people seeing you on the streets then or now because of the streaming success of the show?
4: Now. Now. It was popular then, but it seems like everybody now, it's still the most streamed show. It's, it's unprecedented, right? That show still be the most streamed show. On television, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. But uh, generation kids who watch the show then, they're younger. Their siblings now recognize me. So it's not only uh, we were popular then. We still. The younger kids are still. Rec- and I've got a very young audience. I do. They're like they're all in there. It's just a young, young audience. I don't. I can't even get a date for my for my group <laughs> of people. I tell them on stage. I said. Bring your grandmother. <laughs> they, they, they think I'm joking. I'm not. I'm very serious.
0: Was there a reason that you went or got to use your real name on the show instead of being given a, a even a last name, character name?
4: Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Greg Daniels was, was incorporated my career as draft. He wanted me. He wanted a rock star. He wanted me there as, as who I was, Sweet rap. And uh, it, there's a, a deleted scene from the Booze Cruise. Where I play guitar, it shows in the grassroots, and there's a scene where a reporter, like, fake my own death, recognizing me as Creed Ratt in the grassroots. But those are delete scenes, so they were they weren't on the prime time TV until the finale. Then they finally uh, went public with that I was uh, in the grassroots. But there there was a reason. That was all planned from the beginning. That's Greg Daniels' plan.
0: Is there any evidence that you could have been the Scranton Strangler?
4: Bobby, it! listen, if I was in the studio right now, I would strangle you. <laughs> I'd dare you. Uh, uh, well, I, let's think about let's think about it this way. Uh, I had blood all over most of the time when, when, when people were nervous about me. I, if I had been the scrapper, scramp- sure, I could see that. But this, this strangling doesn't leave a lot of blood, so I don't know. Not that there has been people that I wanted to strangle, as in character. Uh, <laughs> But I can't see anybody else being besides him. Can you really? Because he he was a dark, nefarious guy, for
0: sure. Yeah, him, I, Gabe. Yeah, I can see Gabe. He was always Gabe not Gabe. around. Yeah.
4: No, he could have done that. Anthony Perkins face and, and strangled somebody. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I actually think
0: that's like Zach exactly Woods would be a good good strangler. <laughs> Who on that so, show?
4: And, and while he's strangling while, he while he people, "I'm sorry." I, I'm, I'm sorry. It doesn't give me any pleasure, and there's lights going out of me. Well, maybe a little, a little <laughs> bit of pleasure, not, not much though. No, it's, it's, it feels
0: good. Uh, of that, ca- <laughs> of that cast, you know, it, it seems like you guys are still relatively close. At least some of you. Who was your um, your your closest friend in the cast?
4: Oh, it's still Angelo and Kitzie. Uh, we just, we're just you know, we just, we're just very close. Uh, I get along, obviously, well with uh, everybody. I mean, there's nobody that I don't get along with. It's probably because we live close to each other. But uh, I talk to Oscar. I talk to Oscar. I talk to Rain. Uh, and I see Steve Carell. We live in the same area. I see him around at, at, at parties and stuff. And uh a gracious, gracious, talented guy. Oh, that was just an amazing. than a bottle
0: on that show for sure all right creed bratton is here with us now the new album is slightly altered it's out today we played you some tracks it's,
4: hey, back, it's out on
0: the 17th uh no we're airing this today don't forget we're we're, we're saving this to air the day it's out Then never mind Bobby yes see Creed, that's right I, I'm, I'm doing you a solid we're holding it till the day so people can hear this and immediately go right over and start streaming the new creed bratton album see
4: Edit out that copa
0: <laughs> part, and we're good. Hey, let me let me end with this. Is it is it true? And I'm gonna ask the whole question here because it may be a dumb question. That you almost got let go on season two of The Office for real because what I read was it was between you and another background character. But that guy bowed out because he had just booked a play in New York. Any truth to that?
4: Yes, yes. And uh, but they, they obviously shot that all that, that six and a half days we've seen with me to give me the shot. But he had seen too. And uh, so they, they, they weren't really sure, uh, but luckily I, I made the cut, and uh, thank God for that. It was, a, it was a wonderful way it turned out. But that was, a, that was, a, that was the, uh, the Rubicon that I had to cross that scene with Steve Grill to prove my, my, my chop, my comedic chops, and uh, luckily I got through the uh, audition, Six A. say.
0: As we let you go, my friend. What's the line yep. you're known most for? What, what's your favorite line or the line that people quote back to you that you said during the show?
4: They scream from the audience, especially when I'm singing all the faces. All the faces. I'm singing this. You can hear a pin drop and in the back of the audience. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Uh, do a cartwheel. I'm like, you do a fucking cartwheel. <laughs> I'm, singing, I'm, singing, I'm singing this song, you know. Please. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, Creed, thank you for the time. Congratulations on another record. I'm a big fan, and uh, I'll check it out today. Remember, today, T-O-D-A-Y, the record comes out, even though we're taping this earlier. Uh, it's called Slightly Alter from Creed Bratton. Hey, Creed, good to talk to you. Uh, I hope you have a ton of success, and hopefully I'll see you live around Nashville or, or some other place. Right,
4: I hope so, Bobby. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, bye, Creed. Bye. Take care, Bobby. Bye, guys.
0: Keb Moe. Bobby Bone. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I missed you at the Opry. I, you know, I had to leave. as the one show I really wanted, I mean, a lot of those shows I, I, I want to see, but a lot of those folks are my friends, and I get to see them all the time. But when you and Brad were yeah. playing, I had to leave town, and I was so disappointed that I missed you. What was that like for you playing an empty Opry room?
2: Well, you know, we've gotten, to pl- we've gotten used to playing in empty places now. So
0: it's kind of normal.
2: <laughs> Isn't that weird? Think, that, think, that's normal now? Audience, I, think, I think if I saw an audience now, I'd probably
0: freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play a couple clips here. By the way, Kev Moe is on with us. Five-time Grammy Award winner. Uh, first one back in 97. The most recent Grammy, best uh, Americana album uh, for Oklahoma. I'm going to play a song. Uh, this is Oklahoma right here. See if you can hear this. Oh. I'll ask you about winning a Grammy. Like, the, is it cooler the first time you win it or the last time you win it? The
2: first time, the first time I I, I, I won one, it was kind of like wow, you know, you know. But the fifth one was like really holy crap. I I, I was I wasn't expecting to get that one. At all, I mean, no one's ever expecting to get one. I mean, you, you sit there and you want it, but you can't expect it because you just get your feelings hurt.
0: <laughs> when they they do the nominations, are you just chilling at the house and you get a call? And go, hey, Kev, you were nominated for a Grammy. Is that how you get you're told that? No, I, no, I go. No, we suit up. No, for there nominations. No, no, not for the show. For nominations. Yeah, like when you, whenever they announce the nominations, because the, the recent category was uh, Best Americana Album and they listed all the albums. Like, how do you find out you were actually nominated for a Grammy? My wife killed me. <laughs> <laughs> how did she even know? Is that is, is that on Twitter? Like, does it, they just throw it up there? Or is there some secret call well, you get?
2: Between, between my manager and her, I'm, I, have a, I have a hard time I've a hard time with that. So I'm always, I'm always working. I'm always, I'm always trying to become a musician, get good enough to be a musician. So every time I hear something, I'm like, oh, God, you blew it again, man. Wow.
0: <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm going to play this song here. This is one of my favorites. This is called This Is My Home. Here
3: you go. She said, this is where I belong. This is my home.
0: Tell me about this song, Kev. That's a song
2: about um, immigrants, because we're all immigrants in this country. It's about acceptance, and it's about people's personal stories, and uh, and just, um, just tell a story that you can take, but
0: you can take it like you want it. I was so. wa- watching some of your Instagram stuff, and it, it just seems like there's a lot of guitars, a lot of different guitars everywhere I look. Like how? Oh yeah, man, this guitar. Yeah. Like how, <laughs> how do you even keep track? How many guitars do you have? Do you even? If, would you recognize your own if someone put a few in front of you? Like how in the world do you keep all those going? Many guitars,
2: and so um, um, but I just I use them all. You know, they're all got tools. It's like having a lot of screwdrivers and a lot of hammers. They're different tools. They do different things. But, uh, but you, man. I mean, you. You know what? You know, I saw you on the Dance with the Stars. <laughs> You dance with my my you Milo Milo Mannheim.
0: I know Milo. Yeah, we, he should have beat me. He yeah. finished second, but I know Milo well. Good kid.
2: Man, I know him since he was, he was born. Yeah, like, because he, of his mom.
0: Yeah, you know, Cam- I I got to spend time with Cameron too up there, and you know um, they're so nice people. And what, what what a cool folks they I gotta say, man, you got some swagger. That's all I'm gonna say. Did you vote against me? Mm-hmm. Did you vote for Milo?
2: I didn't vote for anybody. Else. All right, all I, right, all right. I, 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 I like the outcome. No, no, I, I like the outcome. I like to watch the outcome, what actually happens, and I'm going like uh, You know, uh, my thought was, you realize what you was like, you know, you you brought it, something there. You, you taught Milo a lesson, you know, about
0: bringing it. You well, know, he was a much a, better dancer. He's a, great, he's a great dancer, but but there's, there's a certain little thing.
2: And have a lot of bands, there's a lot of bands, there's a lot of piano players. But some people in life have this thing I call the thing. You know, you call it just swagger. You know, it's just a certain, a certain kind of gift of communication, of passion that makes them rise above. You know, not being good is not is not enough.
0: And that was the lesson that you taught. About all right, you enough know. about me. I appreciate that. Enough about me. You I got. My, it, I'm That's not. I'm dumb, done. Man, you brought it. Like I told you, That's I'm wrong. done with me. I'm so over me. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. <laughs> I was watching some clips on YouTube. It was probably like 2012. You guys are all at the White House, and uh, it was it was a PBS special. But I was watching clips, and I just wonder if you're like the music star and you're performing because it was you, BB King, Buddy Guy, Warren Haynes. You're all performing. Like, what is security like for superstars when they go into the White House? Is it the same as, like, normal folks? Security is a superstar. Nobody cares about you. They only care about the president. So you go through the same everything, metal detectors, frisks. Oh,
2: yeah, we went through all the stuff. It's like going to the airport
0: with a background check. (laughs) 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 What was that like playing in the White House, though? is that pretty cool? It was
2: awesome, man. It was awesome being in the White House. And playing for the president first lady and seventh of the dignitaries being in the what they call the people's house
0: yeah something I didn't know about I, you because because I am a fan, but something I didn't know is that you're uh the Mike and Molly theme song guy I had no idea
2: yeah that's, it, that's that's myself and Josh Kelly
0: I mean you had to make some money off that right getting a a a big TV show like that show made some serious. Like multiple seasons, it's you every episode. Like come, come on, you get the house on Michael Mike, Mike Molly, right?
2: It subsidizes my my guitar habit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listen, I hope everybody goes and and uh, if they don't know you yet, you know that this was uh, a reason for them to check it out. Let me ask you this too, because I know your real name is Kevin. Do people call you Keb or Kevin? Like your close friends?
2: They call me both, but no, I've come to realize that my real name is is Keb Holt. Um, because, you know, I actually like, you know, not to, not to be, I've been accused of being too political. I'm not political. I'm just very historical in a sense, you know, in a sense, you know, Kevin Moore is not my name. That was the name. Moore was given to me by a slave owner. And so that's not my
0: name. Well, Kev, I appreciate your time. I'm a big fan. hope everybody checks out the new stuff. Body I
2: mean, Bones, Body Bones, let me tell you this, man. Okay.
0: you bad, dude. I know you. I saw you. Stop Can't it. hide now. Stop it. Stop it. Enough. Enough. No, How are you are, man. You are, man. But Kev, I'm thank sorry I didn't get to see you in person. Uh, big fan, and uh, hopefully I'll see you around soon. Be safe, all right? Thank you, for, thank you for the interview. Thank you, sir, so much. All right, Kev. See you, man. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today.
4: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it.